is the leader of the World Health Organization. I'm not going to say his name because it's too hard to pronounce. I'll just say Tedros. Well known for being one of the most powerful officials in Ethiopia's authoritarian government before he was elected to Director General in the World Health Organization with full backing and support from the Chinese government? Did he praise China's transparency when the vid broke out a couple of years ago and said China's response to the virus was a model for other nations, even though China tried to cover up the virus's outbreak and silenced whistleblowers? And is he the first ever WHO chief not to be a medical doctor? Was he accused of covering up three different cholera epidemics as Ethiopia's health minister? Seems unreal, right? It's real. Why should we all be deeply concerned about that? Listen to this episode to find out what Tedros and the World Health Organization are doing and what actions you can take to stop it in its tracks. back to the Real or No Real podcast. I'm Gwenny B. And I'm Gwenny B's producer, Janelle Walt. The WHO is going in for a power grab. It's going to put them in charge of your health. And it's based on an international health regulation that our government actually agreed to in 2005. They met in Geneva, the World Health Organization met in Geneva in May of this year. And the U.S. was actually secretly pushing for the amendment. It was proposed by our administration in January. Yeah, our Department of Health and Human Services proposed it to them, and you'll hear what they are in a second. But And you didn't hear anything, nothing from mainstream. Yeah, mainstream, local newspapers, you're never going to hear anything about that. Number one, increased surveillance. Under Article 5, the WHO will develop early warning criteria that will allow it to establish an assessment for a member state, which means that it can use the type of modeling simulation and predictions that exaggerated the risk from COVID-19. So basically, they will increase the surveillance, which is scary in of itself. Increase surveillance when we go into that, when we talk about the World Economic Forum and how it all ties into this, that is a really frightening thing because what they're talking about there, and they're openly talking about it, by the way, at these meetings, is that they can survey everything, every action that we do every second of our lives. And they can approve or not approve based on what they like and what they don't like. So there is, there's so much going on under the surface that no one hears about mainstream. They actually have testing going on where people test out, they put a chip under their skin and they use it to access virtually anything it's connected to you know what they're they're trying to accomplish and you know they can it's it's basically like a key to your body inside your hand and I don't have all of the details of that right now but there's also a pill that you can swallow that'll tell them anything about your body that they want to know and it's scary that was the CEO of Pfizer Yeah, the CEO of Pfizer is talking about a pill that people will be made to swallow and it can track virtually everything in your body. So this is some scary stuff. So the next one is, I guess there's going to be a 48-hour deadline and basically they can assess 
and accept or reject on-site assistance. And it says that the timeline can be reduced to hours, forcing it to comply or face international disapproval led by the WHO and potentially unfriendly member states, whatever that means. So when you say they, you're talking about member states, meaning countries. The countries have 48 hours from the time the WHO declares that there's a pandemic without needing to provide any information or data nothing to really back it up. Pretty much. So they have 48 hours from that point to either accept it or reject it. And if they're rejected, well, it's supposed to be 48 hours. It looks like it, it can vary, but that's still not a lot of time. It's ridiculous. It's like pushing vaccines to be produced in an emergency. Right. And then forcing the member state to comply or face international disapproval. Yeah. So led by the WHO and potentially unfriendly member states. That's scary. What does unfriendly member states mean? You mean the ones that want to retain their individual right to make their decisions for their countries? It's like a big bully. It is. It's like a big bully. Big meanies. Big meanie bullies. (laughs) Again, I can't imagine there's anybody on either side of the aisle not just nationwide, but globally, that would say, oh, I think that's a great idea. Let's put them in charge. Let's just have no free will. Right. And and one thing that you have to look at when you look at people's sites, like the World Health Organization sites, they wrap it in a package that makes it look like it looks like it's going to be good for you. Yes. Oh, globally, we're going to collaborate. We're going to we're going to get along. Yes. This is going to be for your good. Very good point. And it's not. It's not for your good. Number three is secret sources. Basically, under Article 9, the WHO can rely on undisclosed sources for information, leading it to declare a public health emergency. Let me just say that again. The WHO can rely on undisclosed sources for information that leads it to declare a public health emergency. So they can virtually just say, hey, there's an emergency. We don't we're not going to tell you why or how we know it. Right. But there is one. Just trust us. Just trust us. Those sources. (laughs) Those sources could include Big Pharma, who funders, such as the Gates Foundation, founded and funded GAVI Alliance, as well as others seeking to monopolize power and increase their monetary gain, I might add. That's a lot of control. And I think we many so, I think many of us have learned too in the last once again in the last couple of years that we do need to question big pharma that world health organization is not to be trusted at all and neither is Bill Gates. So when they're the ones that can literally come out and say what we can and cannot do on a global scale that'll affect every aspect of everything we do all day long. Just think about that. Number four, weakened sovereignty. Under Article 12, when the WHO receives undisclosed information concerning a purported public health threat in a member state, the Director General may consult with the WHO Emergency Committee in the member state. But they can unilaterally declare a potential or actual public health emergency of international concern. So it's basically they have sovereignty on what they can 
declare as a public health emergency? Our sovereignty here in the U.S. and globally everywhere is massively affected by this. And rejecting the amendments. This one gives me some hope. Yes. Under Article 59, after the amendments are adopted by the World Health Assembly, a member state has six months to reject them from when they were uh, together in May. So that means of November this year. Now, mind you, this is when the um, elections are coming up, of course. Right. Interesting timing, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, so if a member state fails to act, it will be deemed to have accepted the amendments in full. If the member state fails to act, it will be deemed to have accepted the amendments in full. Right. That means absolutely everybody, nothing else matters. If this goes through, we have lost basically our freedom, so our health freedom. We have lost it no matter what. Yeah, it won't matter even if we have elected officials that say, yeah, no, uh, but they say it too late. If it's even a day after, right. it will be null and void. Russia, believe it or not, Brazil and China were actually against it, but the majority of the countries were for it. And the U.S. is the one who actually proposed this amendment. That's terrifying. The freedom as you know it today will not be there. You will have no freedoms. Someone else will decide. And they have come out and said this and say it repeatedly. They're against free will. It's a power grab. It's an absolute power grab. If we each speak up, I've seen things happen. We're just trying to get the word out to as many people as we can, as quickly as we can. And then it's so important to take action. So what I want to stress is you can go to the worldcouncilforhealth.org. So the worldcouncilforhealth.org, I'll send the exact link to the page. I mean, you can look at everything on that site, but the specific one that covers all of this and especially what you can do about it, that link. It's called worldcouncilforhealth.org. Stop the who. And again, I will include the link, but yes, we all need to take action. Everybody that hears about this needs to, and you don't have to dedicate all day, every day to it. Not everybody has that kind of time, but if we each do something and get involved, I truly believe we can make a huge difference and change it around. Yes. And go to congress.gov as often as possible. And look at the bills that are being introduced. Look at who's presented them, how many people are supporting them, and start encouraging your representatives and senators to back the bills that are going to be good for us. I believe they said 2030 is their time frame. It's called Agenda 2030, which, again, many of us started learning about back in the summer of 2020, when a lot of us started researching some of these things, and that was when a lot of our eyes started to be open to all this. Well, the problem is, and I, I heard about Agenda 2020, believe it or not, in 2010, I went mm-hmm. to a fair tax meeting, and I was too busy and I, I watched bits and pieces of it, and I was going to do something with it because I'm like, I'm like, this is America. This can't happen. I believe I had mentioned this before, but it's so mind-blowing. And everything... Was it originally Agenda 20, or was it... Actually, Agenda 21. 
Right. Agenda 21 is what I know of. Agenda 21, yeah. I've got the actual disc somewhere. I ran across it the other day and it hit me like a ton of bricks because, you know, I haven't thought about that in years and it happened. And I thought there was no way it could happen. They were talking about digital banking at the time and uh, money going away. And I don't remember all of the things. I remember the digital banking and I, I remember them talking about our freedom. And I'm like, this is America. This is America. Can't happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's America. I agree. Absolutely. I can't do everything, but I can do something. One person can make a difference. Educate, share, unite. Let's collaborate and let's make a change.